All right. Well, hello there, friends and fellow Damons, patrons, whoever is picking this up right now. Um, I figured I'd jump on for a minute because uh, I was seeing all this information about the government shutdown. If you haven't heard, the government is shut down and it's in the 28th day. And, um, you know, there's this, it's, there's been like, you can go find online the history of shutdowns. There's been like 20 or so shutdowns in the last 20, 30 years. So it's not a big deal. First of all, there's all this hype in the media about it. Um, but it happens all the time. It's like they can't, they get into a pissing match, Congress or, or the Senate gets in a pissing match with the president or something. And they refuse to sign it because that's a sign off. Ultimately, that's what um, the, the, the house does is they sign off on, on how the money is spent. That's ultimately what, all of government is deciding how they're going to spend the money that they have uh, stolen from you and me. And so someone decides, well, we're not going to sign off on this because we don't like what's going on. And so the government, you know, is, is shut down and, and they're not going to sign off on it. So what this means, the immediate effect is government employees don't get paychecks. Um, and, you know, obviously you see the long-term effects if the government was shut down, then, um, you know, eventually they wouldn't be able to afford to go to war and all the other um, important things that they're doing for us. Um, so what I would like to suggest, this, this one, though, here's the thing. This, this one seems to be going on for a little bit longer than previous ones. I think it's the longest one so far. I might be wrong about that. But... Uh, in recent memory, the most recent government shutdowns have just been a couple hours, a couple of days or something like that. And they just do it. They're just doing it to make a statement. So the media is is following up all of this and doing everything they can to make us very scared about it. So the first thing I'd like to notice is, um, you know, when you talk to statists all the time, they're like, you know, we, we couldn't live. You know, we need the government. Absolutely. It's like the heartbeat pulse of like the body of the state. Right. Which is an idea that goes back to Hobbes or maybe Hume's uh, Hume that the idea that the state or Hegel, probably the idea that the state is like a biological organism. Humanity is a biological organism and the state is like this necessary uh, component to it. But here's what you ha what happens is you're we're off it for 28 days. We haven't died. So the idea that government is some kind of life support is not true. Um, it's simply not true. I mean, there's supposed to be. Without government, there's supposed to be an apocalypse. People are supposed to be running around naked in the streets, like eating each other without government to keep us all alive. But the government's gone and everything's absolutely fine. You wouldn't even worry about this if you didn't turn on the news or go on the internet and get bombarded um, by all of the uh, uh, false press about it. All of the hype. So... Anyhow, the ones that are affected by this are government employees. Uh, if you work for the federal government, then the government signs your paycheck. They send you money out of the big coffer of money that they've stole from the citizens who produce uh, value with their, their labor on a free market. Um, and, and so all of a sudden, they're cut off from those paychecks. Now, I don't mean to offend you if you work for the government. I know a lot of people work for that. I have friends who like work for the government. 
and you have to do what you have to do. What I say is that whatever you're doing, uh, chances are it's of value. And if there was no government, you would be doing it uh, for uh, the, a similar sort of function for private, for private industry on the market, on the free market. So um, the first two, but, but the first two groups that they're uh, see, really, there's so many different like government employees, you know, from you know post office to uh, I work in all of the you know agricultural departments and and everything as well as the military and it's just you know hundreds of thousands if not millions of people who are government employees but there's only two that they're talking about in the media right now is that this is significant for and that is the secret service and the TSA so why are they only talking about these two well obviously because these are the only hot button issues. These are the only uh, things that they think will make us afraid because the Secret Service, while well, their job is to uh, secretly uh, protect the president. So it's like really a small amount. It's not that many people. Um, and then the other one is like the TSA. So those are the people, the, tra the uh, Transportation Security Administration. These are the guys in the blue uniforms in the airports whose job it is to harass people as they come to the airport. So, so there's like, what, what I want to suggest is that actually this government shutdown is a tremendous opportunity. Number one, um, it's an opportunity for us as ordinary, ordinary people living under the um, coercive auspices of government to look at the situation and to see that it's not an apocalypse and to see that everything is actually okay and to see that you know what this is like perhaps a great opportunity for us to understand uh how not needed uh government really is the other opportunity is for the people who have who are government employees and who suddenly find themselves in a position of not getting paid this is an opportunity for you to look for work that is not based on coercion and stealing money from value-producing um, citizens, right? Look for uh, labor on the free market. Uh, generally, I mean, you can find better paying jobs on the free market than you can uh, working for government anyhow, uh, in most cases, certainly for instances like um, TSA. So this is another thing about um, the, um, uh, you know, uh, TSA is that um, they're they're actually reporting now that uh, people are not uh, in the TSA are not coming into work. There's an increase of people calling in sick to work, uh, or now are just saying they're not coming in because they're not getting paid. They haven't been getting paid for a couple of weeks now, uh, and so. But, but, um, the. Federal government considers it a um, essential essential personnel. So when this happens during the shutdown, their um, essential personnel are not allowed to not come into work because they're not getting paid. So I I feel that you really need to like let that sink in for a little bit. That the government insists that their employees come into work even though they're not going to get paid. They they require that okay so you know when the government says they require something maybe they'll follow up on it maybe they won't 
they probably won't in this case because it really make them look like bad guys but um they could we know that the government could follow up on that a punitive action by throwing people in cages or fining them or you know whatever so they've they've told their employees that they have to continue coming into work so what what other um work situation sounds like that where you're required to come into work without pay oh uh yeah that sounds kind of like uh slavery to go back to a podcast a couple of uh episodes ago where someone asked me his question about slavery if we're slaves and uh i argued the case that we're basically free range slaves but nothing like this can make slavery like more apparent uh more obvious uh, than this this situation of government literally highlighting their relationship to their employee by saying no you still have to come in even though we're not going to pay you so um a lot of statists like to make this case about government the government is basically a business it's basically another business it's a business that basically um supplies security services for us the consumer so the government provides security because they they make sure that um there's no unethical business practices they provide security by having a uh, army navy air force marines to keep the bad guys away they have subsidies out to local police forces to keep them in business and help out actually they're militarizing the police forces these days so they try and make the case that um oh so we're just like paying the government because we need a security you know, security team to, to keep us in line, like insurance, right? So that's the thing. If there wasn't government, we'd just be paying like private security um, or, you know, insurance companies to, to protect us. And so the theory is that that's what basically what, what government is, just a broad, massive uh, insurance and security uh, company. But the difference is um, that um, government paying government for this service is not optional like it is with any other business. And that's why government is not a business. If anything, government more, if you want to like make the case that government resembles something uh, in free society, then really you can only compare it to organized crime uh, because ultimately they use coercion, force and violence to maintain their status they take what they need. They don't have to give anything in return. Uh, they print their own currency, like counterfeiting, like you know, organized crime does. And this situation here, where they are telling their TSA employees that they have to come into work, even though they are not going to pay them for it, should be the ultimate sign that government is a coercive, uh, force. It's an absolutely authoritarian, coercive force that they could even make a statement like that. And they're printing it in the in in the press in in some sources. It's not everywhere, but some of the some of the sources are are reporting this. That a you know they know lots of uh, TSA people are not coming into work, and many of them they think are looking for other jobs. And who can blame them? I encourage them to do that. Absolutely. Get out there. Get a job that doesn't involve uh, coercing an ordinary citizen, harassing them, searching through their private belongings, maybe taking some of their stuff, 
without re recompensing them for it. No, seriously, this is great. Go find a real job. You know, go work for a security force somewhere. I've met TSA agents who are great. They're great security people. You know, if they were just working for a legitimate uh, security company, a private security company, uh, they'd be like, you know, uh, employee of the year, 100%. And they'd probably be making more money also. There really seems like there's only a couple of people that end up getting jobs with the TSA. There's ex, uh, there's veterans. There's a lot of um, Afghan, Afghanistan and Iraqi uh, war vets, uh, millennials that come back and they get jobs with the TSA. And then there's uh, sociology, liberal arts majors, right, who get out of school and can't get a job anywhere, but in a huge federal funding, uh, federal job placement program, they get shuffled into TSA agents. You can always identify them at the airports. They're the TSA agents that look hip, that have their hair dyed or, or maybe have a huge like mustache. You know, if it's a guy, one of those huge like mustache, like he looks like he should be riding on a unicycle or something. But here he is um, with a blue uniform and he's like pushing you around and enjoying every minute of it because it's his first opportunity to push someone around. Um, so then you have the, so that, there, there's that type. And then there's the um, affirmative action, affirmative action uh, people, which I won't even, I can't even talk about what those people are, who they look like or anything, but there's people who are in these uh, roles because of uh, affirmative action. And, and so those are basically the three broad categories of TSA agents. And all of them um, should, I, I, I hope and, and pray that they will take this opportunity of, of being severed from the government teat to go forth and take whatever skills you've, you've learned from this and to look for gainful employment in the real world on the free market. So this like opens the door to my, my ultimate uh, positive view of how this government shutdown could go is that it continues on and on to the point where um, more and more government employees actually do resign and find gainful employment somewhere else. And at the same time, the free market arises to start taking up those, taking over those actions and those services which were actually needed. So. Um, there is a small amount of need. There is a need for airports to have security and airports used to provide their own. The airlines and the um, airports themselves used to provide their own private security. And now since 9-11, the TSA has moved into that. So that's the other thing, uh, the other caveat I would put in here, if you're not aware of that, why all of this stuff with the TSA is so interesting is because the TSA really came into existence as a result of Homeland Security and 9-11. And this is the reason that they are, are hyping it in the media right now, because they think there's so many people, they believe that the majority of Americans have bought into the delusion that the TSA is protecting us from terrorism, that if they went away, if the TSA went away, oh my God, there'd be thousands of, of of uh, Muslims coming in to bomb themselves in the airports and, and, and take over airplanes like they supposedly did during 9-11. So it's part of a scare thing too. But 
getting back to my my uh, positive vision for the future is that the uh, government shutdown continues, it grows, and as it grows, people become even more aware. There's even a greater national consciousness growing of people realizing that most of these services are not actually needed and the government employees start to realize oh they can actually do better on the free market and feel better about themselves because you know you're actually providing value rather than just living off of the stolen money from people who do produce value this makes it really apparent that there's really two classes in our society there's tax producers and tax consumers and if you're working in the free market you're a tax producer you're basically food for the other class and the tax consumers are the people who work for government all of their money comes from all of their paycheck comes from taxation from the rest of us so you, you sh if you're a government employee you should be aware of that i bet a lot of them haven't really faced that fact but if you face that fact, I think the only thing you could possibly want to do is to change that situation, to be in a situation where you're not um, a parasite, where you're not parasitically living off of the, the labor of someone else who never asked you to do this job for them, who doesn't want you to do this job for them, and who couldn't possibly have signed any contract for you to um, be able to do this. It's a sort of just untenable situations and relationships that the government uh, tries to produce by interfering with the natural evolution of uh, humankind. So let's all join together and, and, and hope that the government shutdown continues, that more government employees become awakened to the real world that's out there in the free and natural market and that we all continue to move further in the direction of freedom independence and the left-hand path